2: All right, quick turnaround for the Thompson to Clark podcast. Last time we recorded, the Giants had just come back to beat the Arizona Diamondbacks in a wacky baseball game. Heading into Milwaukee, and three games later, we're back. We're back <laughs> in our normal spot. So this podcast is probably not going to be too long, but we do need to talk about this Milwaukee series because that felt like the playoffs. I I was sweating watching these games, <laughs> and you know some of it is because we're kind of. Even though, and this is going to sound weird, even though the Giants are the winningest team in baseball, right? Finally, these dumb polls (laughs) and all these, you know, the Bleacher Report power rankings. Number
1: one in the power rankings. We're
2: number one in the power rankings, too. So we're getting our due. But I still feel like the majority of the national fan base still thinks of it as Dodgers. Yes. And so when when they're playing these important games against the Brewers who we talked about they're kind of the silent killer, people are not giving them their respect. And I'm on pins and needles going like, "Oh, they got to win this game because I don't want to hear that the Giants aren't a real team." And that's kind of a that's kind of a big thing for Giants fans right now. And I wonder is it because we won 3 titles from two thousand and ten and then every every even year after that for uh for the first half of the decade, people still didn't really <laughs> think that we were the best team. They thought that come playoff time, we played the best, but we weren't like that juggernaut, so i i may have I may feel a little bit of that angst, but man, you know this team could win a hundred games, and I'm still gonna feel like we're the team that has to prove it to everybody. so that's how I watch these games is. They got to win because they got to keep proving themselves. And uh, they did so. You know, they won two out of three in Milwaukee. That Saturday night game was ridiculous. Yeah. The Sunday game was uh, not so ridiculous, but it was very close. But, man, they're they're able to pull these games out of themselves. And I kind of shake my head because you kind of wonder how much of this is luck. When is this stuff going to run out? But they play all these really close games, and and they come up big in, in the late innings, and the bullpen shut it down. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's like not <laughs> not in like there's not one thing that I can pinpoint to say why they're good. They're just a good team, and we have to sort of leave it at that.
1: Well, I, I I can't tell you how many times I get asked by friends, family, whatever. No, they know I'm a huge Giants fan, and mm-hmm. other friends of ours are, you know, they're Braves fans or whatever else. And we go, how are the Giants doing it? I don't think I can honestly answer, like you said. I can't give you mm-hmm. one thing that they do really, really well. Because for one month, it could be the bullpen. For the next month, it could be the starters, for the next month it could be home runs although that's been very consistent all year yeah. long and right? the bullpen has been
2: picking up the starters yeah. these last few series for sure
1: and 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 so we you and I i mean we go way back uh, as giants fans and friends and we know we're very good-natured giants fans we, yeah. we you know we love it we love the ribbing we love to give dodger fans guff and nonsense if you can't Take that stuff and you're a Giants fan, don't go to Twitter. <laughs> don't look at the comments on the power rankings. Yeah. Because what's the theme of 2021? Uh conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. That's exactly. the theme of 2021. So I I went because it doesn't bother me. It's funny. I I find it humorous. So I went at the power rankings on Twitter and I looked at the comments, and it's uh, you know, it's gonna be the biggest cheating scandal when November rolls around. Uh, how the Giants have been uh, uh, picking up uh, pitchers' signs, uh, catcher signs. You know, it's going to be super complex and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one is uh, they haven't played anybody yet, even though they have the second-best record in the National League against teams over 500. I mean, you know, all these things <laughs> that you just look at and you go, you know, I, I get it. I get where they're coming from because, again, this is not like – the Dodgers, where they're the defending world champions, they still have that roster, and they've added to it. Okay, that's why the Dodgers are winning. You can pinpoint that and say this, this, you know, Mookie Betts, uh, Max Scherzer, even though he really has only pitched once since he came over. Um, but you can look in, up and down the roster and say, well, that's the same roster as last year. You know, you
2: know year. what the Dodgers' problem is ah. right now? And, you know, they they have some catching up to do. They had They had to make up some ground. Their problem is okay, we have Trey Turner, we have Corey Seeger. Yeah. We don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> How do we play them both?
1: That that's right. their problem. Yeah. And before Trey what? Turner came back, they had Mookie Betts playing second base. Yeah. I mean, he was playing a little bit of second base at <laughs> one game. Now that yeah, so now they've got Turner and Corey Seeger. An embarrassment of riches. Like yeah. you go ahead and make that trade. You and I, I think we both thought, like as soon as they made that deal for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer are like, oh, okay, they're going to move Corey Seager before 1 o'clock today. And that was on that Friday of the trade deadline. They didn't move him, but he's a free agent after next year, and yep. so they've got Trey Turner in their back pocket so they can say, Corey Seager, what kind of deal you want to take? Because I think Trey Turner can play the outfield as well. Um, so you can have Turner and Betts out in the outfield with Bellinger. It's, if Seager, kind of nice if Seager leaves, they probably mm-hmm. get a pretty good pick though, right? I think so because they would give him a qualifying offer. Next year it's probably like twenty million, twenty two million, something like that. He won't take that because he can get a seven year deal somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Probably in San Francisco. I wouldn't mind that. But we also have uh Brandon Crawford who's pretty good in his own right, but he's older and he could be moving on after this year. As a Giants fan, you also could
2: Seeger play second base?
1: Uh he could. Crawford could probably play play second base, right? I don't don't
2: know. You still watch (laughs) that guy play shortstop, and he's so amazing still.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd rather have... uh, Again, at this point, obviously, I'd rather have Chris Bryant. I'd rather that the money goes into Chris Bryant, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and kind of build up the pitching staff and everything else. But that's like... 30 episodes from now so we'll <laughs> so we'll talk about that part later but yeah it is it's a lot of I, I feel like it's smoke and mirrors but it's not because you're at this point of the season and you're beating the Dodgers you're beating the Astros you're beating the Brewers you're beating the Padres although I think they do have a losing record against the Padres that's the only team above 500 that the Giants have a losing record against oh no uh the cardinals as well are they still above 500 that's the question i'm not quite sure but um and how do they do that do they do versus teams against over 500 at the time you play them yeah i don't know or is it as the season progresses so that record could change i think it's at the time you play them but i'll have to look into that so
2: yeah the giants and the padres will uh flex muscles in Mm -hmm. mid-September because starting September 13th, they play each other
1: four, seven, 10 times in three weeks. 10 times and the Dodgers three times the rest of the season. Yeah. So that's that's the nice thing is the Giants can bust out to a pretty good lead on the Dodgers and head to head, the Dodgers would have a hard time surpassing them. So the ideal situation is the next time they play the Dodgers in that three game series to have a more than four or five game lead. And then if they get swept, it's not a big deal. I'm sounding like a negative Nancy right now. They're not <laughs> going to get swept, but you know, you know, All
2: right, we, we stretched out the <laughs> intro mostly because I don't have a whole
1: lot to talk about though. Yeah. It's fun. We do have roster
2: maneuvering to talk about. We talked about that last week about what are they yeah. going to do with this roster in uh eight days Zadie made like 20 moves or something so so we'll have a yes. lot to talk about you you pulled it up we'll show folks the list let's hit the intro yeah. and then we'll get to the meat of this show Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base Thompson has it throws to first it's over 27 years of Before we actually kick it off, I have a question for you because yes. you have two young daughters, one who is in high school. Mm,
1: yeah.
2: Are are you cool
1: anymore with them? I think I'm pretty cool with the younger one. Um, I did. Okay, so you don't even know about this, and you asked this question. This is how in <laughs> tune we are. So on Saturday. Uh, the older one, 14, she's turning 15. We were going to go do a a miniature golf, little shindig with her friends, right? 15 year old friends and stuff. So am I cool? I don't know, but it was so smoky here in Reno. We ended up going to roller kingdom. So roller skating, right? Middle of the day on Saturday, I got out there. They were all holding the wall. As they went because none of them could roller skate. <laughs> I got out there, and within about three minutes, my 70s, 80s kid came back yeah. to life. And I was going full speed around the roller rink as fast as I could, going one leg over the other, making the moves. Never fell one time in two hours of skating. I don't know if the kids saw that as cool or more as your dad's weird. We're going to go over here to get cotton candy and then, and then go on Snapchat and do whatever. So I don't know. I know definitely with the younger one, I'm cool. The older one, uh, probably still pretty cool for the most part.
2: Well, I mean, she's rocking a. Def Leopard shirt on her first day of school so there's got to yeah. be some cool influence there
1: there's a little bit of influence I was a busting out a record each week here it is over here I got the Beatles I should have put out a Def Leopard record um I have that as well but yeah so my musical influence is easily bled into her um musical listening the younger one not so much yet Although I do catch them every now and then listening to Sinatra, which is kind Mm. of cool.
2: What about any ska? ska.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They both actually really like the Interrupters. I don't know if you ever get a chance to listen to them, but they're on tour right now, opening for Weezer and Green Day on that big, hella mega tour. Um, And I think they're like on the East Coast right now, but the interrupters are really cool. Female led ska band. um, And then the other two guys who play in the band, it's a trio. The other two guys who play in the band are uh, brothers. So it's really cool, really cool little outfit.
2: Um, So the reason why I asked that question is because, you know, my kids are in college. All they want to do is get me on the basketball court so they can beat me one on one and prove that they are better. Yes, because I never let them beat me, and when I was pretty much done, I stopped playing. So they never got that. Uh, they never got that W. But <laughs> in uh, in two weeks in a row, both kids mentioned
1: that they were listening to this show. Whoa! Well, then maybe we are cool. We might be cool. We're cool with your kids. I know that. But, <laughs> no, but I don't know
2: about mine. <laughs> well, uh, well, you'll have to let me know if either of your daughters is like, hey, dad, I kind of want to listen to that podcast that you do.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I actually um, the younger one did tell uh, one of her teachers or I think her math teacher last year that uh, who's a Giants fan that I, that my dad has this podcast. Here's a link to it. On there Apple you go. Podcast. So yeah, I mean, she's promoting it and which we need is to hire cool. her.
2: Maybe I as know marketing, they should run our Instagram. Maybe we that's need
1: to, sure. I need to get them to make some digital business cards so they can be like, you know, here you go. Beep, beep, beep.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's uh. yeah. Let, let's share this in the cloud so that you yes, can whatever, however you get it on your phone. Okay. So, um, so, We'll, we'll talk about the Milwaukee series uh, yeah. a little bit more in detail, though. Well, like we mentioned, they won two out of three in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's starting pitching is great. The Giants matched them, and the Giants got to their bullpen a little bit more than Milwaukee got to the Giants' bullpen, because that also right. happened. But before we do that, you had sent me a text today, and I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll show the folks who are watching on video, which is a list mm. from the beginning of August all the way through yesterday. Of all the moves the Giants made. <laughs> so I'll just I'll read them very quickly. Yeah. But this is a lot. The Giants optioned Jason Vossler to Sacramento. The Giants activated Chris Bryant. The Giants sent Mike Talkman outright to Sacramento. This is after he cleared waivers. Yep. The Giants optioned Jalen Davis to Sacramento. This is after he I guess he's healthy now because they had put him on the injured list. The Giants signed free agent, uh right-handed pitcher Brian Cabello. The Giants signed free agent pitcher, Jiber Canas. The Giants signed free agent pitcher, Luis Ochoa, all to minor league contracts, as, as well as Antonio Million. Those are deals I didn't even know that I, had happened.
1: Yeah. I, you could probably go look those guys up on baseball reference, and you're not going to find much on
2: them. I think one of them hasn't pitched in like three years or something. Yeah.
1: He's been yeah.
2: hurt. Uh, Giants designated Connor Menez for assignment. So they DFA'd Connor Menez. They On the same day, which is the 4th, they activated Tommy LaStella. They placed Desclafani De- on the injured list. We talked about that last week. They placed Kevin Gossman on the paternity list. On the 5th, activated Brandon Belt. Maybe the best move Zadie's made all year. That's right. The Giants signed free agent right-handed pitcher Tyler Chatwood to a minor league contract. The Giants, that, one's
1: in, that one's intriguing. We can talk about that later. Giants
2: sent Evan Longoria to rehab assignment in Sacramento. Giants signed Matt Shoemaker, Oh no, uh, Matt Shoemaker was assigned to the San Francisco Giants. I don't exactly know what that means. And last week we were talking about what what are the moves that they're going to have to make, especially when Belt comes back, when Gossman comes back, because, uh, you know, they put him on the paternity list. Duggar was the guy. They optioned Steven Duggar to Sacramento, so he had an option left, and he went uh, to Sacramento uh, and then they recalled Zach Littell from Sacramento, which was big business for them because he saved their rear end yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they sent Connor Menez to the Rivercats because nobody, uh, no, nobody picked him up uh, off of waivers. I kind of feel like if the Giants let somebody go on waivers and we know it's because they have a roster crunch, the guy's probably pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm... These guys are passing through waivers like uh, Aaron Sanchez, right? Uh, He was DFA'd, but I wouldn't be shocked if he also passed through waivers. And I don't understand it because a lot of guys that the Giants are DFA'ing are passing through waivers and just ending back like Brian, like Mike Talkman. At some point he's gonna come back and beat the Dodgers again. <laughs> so I don't know why the I, I don't know why the Dodgers don't just grab him be, be like, here you go, triple A, buddy. Yeah. Uh, just just hang out in triple A. Although actually I think if they do pick him up off of waivers, uh, he has to go on the 40 man, correct? Because that's yes. the whole reason yes. of passing through waivers. So right. yeah. So they probably don't yeah,
2: have to. Yeah. So you know, these forty man roster spots are very valuable. And not everyone does the dance as well as Zadie does with, nope. with these guys. So then another right-handed pitcher assigned <laughs> to the Giants, Logan on Drusek. Then yesterday, the Giants activated Kevin Gossman from the paternity list. They recalled John Brebia from Sacramento, and then they optioned Tyro Estrada to Sacramento. And then... The last move, like you said, they designated Aaron Sanchez for assignment. So I think the idea is, is that he's going to pass through waivers, and then they're going to send him back to AAA because he is an arm that they are using for to counter Gossman throwing more innings than he's thrown, De Sclafani throwing more innings than he's thrown, Logan Webb kind of, you know, Little doing a little bit of the injured list dance, so Sanchez is kind of valuable in that way. And again, I, I don't want to see this happen, but if you're a uh, you know if you're if you're somebody who wants to make things hard for the Giants, you would think that maybe you do pick him up. But I imagine. The next move is Gossman finding someone who's better than Aaron Sanchez, and they're like, <laughs> "What the heck? Now we're stuck with this guy." And you know, and and Zadie did uh, you know did did another a uh, move that was better. So very interesting to see this kind of chessboard game that they're playing here with all the roster spots.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun because when you said, "Hey, we're going to talk about transactions today," and be like, "Yeah, no, I know they've made a lot of transactions. Let me go see how many they made." And I punched up the page, and I went, "What?" <laughs> I don't remember, like, like you said, the the one, two, three, four pitchers there on the third of of August, uh, Cabeo, Canas, Ochoa, and Million. I don't even honestly remember hearing any of that. So those are obviously minor league deals. The Giants are just gathering arms. I mean, look, the Dodgers went out and got Cole Hamels, and everybody lost their mind on Twitter. Look at another Cy Young Award winner, Cole Hamels. <laughs> If Cole Hamels was fantastic, do you think he'd be a free agent right now in the middle of 2021? He didn't pitch, uh, but what, a couple innings last year, if even that? Um, But yeah, so so the Giants are just trying to grab those arms. Tyler Chatwood, there's a really good article uh, Grant Brisby wrote in The Athletic. I think it was today, but he showed the heat map for Tyler Chatwood's uh, uh, slider, sinker, and curveball and they were all like chest high to shoulder high. I mean they were bad, bad really bad locations, but he has been a starter in the past. He's also been a reliever. Um he's been a back end bullpen guy as well. So I think he even closed for the Cubs for a while so he's a guy that is very versatile. And if the Giants see something in him and say, Hey, we can get those pitches down. It's a release point. thing. He's lost his confidence. We can figure that out. So I think if they can do that, I mean, there's another free guy right there that they just can throw in the bullpen um, bus back and forth. Like they've been doing with, uh, you know, Brebbia and, and uh, Latell and, and everybody else. So it is, I mean, it is really exciting to watch Zadie just kind of, do his thing um and almost outthink everybody else but yeah that's i have been thinking about this this season oh no we just uh would aaron sanchez somebody's going to grab him but shockingly i don't think anybody will yeah and then he'll end up on our in our bullpen and pitch a really like key game down the line and everybody's gonna go uh Aaron Sanchez, like, how is he doing that? I mean, like, everybody else had a shot at him in, uh, on on August 8th. Everybody else had a shot at him, and nobody else grabbed him. So, you know, again, hopefully that's what happens.
2: <laughs> Cole, Cole Hamels pitched in the 2010 NLCS. The Giants beat him. Mm. So he goes back that far. I think that means we might have to bring Lindsay come back. I
1: think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: See what Matt Cain's up to. Yeah. Cain. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not, not, uh, not Jonathan Sanchez though. Oh,
1: no. Uh, we already okay. have us. we already have a Sanchez. <laughs> passing um, <through> waivers.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah. So the roster dance, I, I imagine this is going to keep happening. Uh, they're going to have moves to make. They're going to have uh, roster spots that are necessary, but it, Feels like once Longoria is back, whenever that is, we haven't heard anything today about that, that, you know, there's obviously going to be another move that they're going to have to make. And, and that, yeah. that may be the toughest one of all, but at that point they will be uh, about as healthy
1: as they can be. Right. Is, is he the guy? Is he the only guy we're kind of waiting for? Uh, Yeah. I'm looking at the 40 man right now. Um, you got Discofani Reyes Maranta is going to be back. Oh, soon, there we I go. Believe. That's another name. Yeah. Uh, we won't see dead Neil Nunez this year, unfortunately, but I, I really like him. Uh, he'll be back next year. So yeah, it's really Longoria and Marantas are the two guys and they are going to need or Maranta. So they are going to need to make a spot for Maranta because he is, you know, he's got that makeup of a reliever that the giants love. Um, He's another guy in the back end of the bullpen that kind of shores up your seventh and eighth inning. Um, so hopefully he's back soon. And Longoria started his rehab assignment. Let me um, take a peek real quick. I've got the stats up here for the Rivercats. I want to see. So while, while Brad is, uh, is looking that yeah. up, a couple
2: of their, of, of their top prospects, Marco Luciano, mm-hmm. went from San Jose to, to uh, Eugene, the high A club. So I'm glad I got to see him when he was in San Jose. He's he's not there anymore. And then uh, Sean Gell, the near seven-footer right-hander <laughs> that they drafted a couple years ago, he was sent to uh, the A club. So that's one more step for him. And that could mean that he's probably in future plans for them next year, I would assume. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I texted you on that today cuz I I have some weird feeling that uh gel is going to be up this year at some point. I don't know why, but but that starts his clock. Um although it's after, what is it like the May, whatever deadline. So it it doesn't really start. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't work in a front office, so I don't get all that stuff exactly, but, but it will start his clock because it'll be one option because he could be a September call up. Um, But again, it just gives them another arm as a starter. If they need a spot start, bring him up and he pitches one game and he pitches really well and goes back down that's another piece of the puzzle. I mean, the Giants have so many pieces of the puzzle. That's what—that's what I always kind of look at when I look at this. Um you know, the Dodgers are playing like a, you know, they're, they're putting a puzzle together. That's like a hundred piece puzzle and super easy. Cause they got all these superstars. <laughs> the giants are putting together a 5,000 piece <laughs> puzzle. Uh, you hope you don't drop a piece. Um, you're still beating them because you're putting it together faster, but you've got way more pieces to go and there uh, could be interchangeable. So I always kind of feel like the giants are playing that way versus the other teams, um, but, yeah, I mean, I like him, and I think he i think he could help them in September. Is he going to be up? Probably not. It'll probably be next year, spring training. I'm sure we'll see him, and, and he'll be fighting for a spot. But um, Longoria has played in three games with Sacramento, uh, two for 10, three ribs, uh, walk, and two strikeouts. So, I mean, really, if his timing's down, chance we could see him tomorrow night. In the Arizona series, or is he out maybe the two more games against Arizona just to because it's Arizona? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I,
2: I will say that uh, Thursday night will be my second Giants game of this season. Mm. Uh, so, when nice. so last year, as we were sort of planning our wedding, which we did not anticipate this pandemic. One of the goals, you know, for the bachelor party was to, you know, to go to a ball game and just kind of hang out and do the San Francisco thing. And because there was no season uh, for us to do that or there were no fans allowed, uh, we didn't do that. And uh, so we're, we're kind of that, – that. that's what Thursday night is. Before nice. my youngest goes back to Arizona, he'll be back uh, at U of A. And then my, uh, my, my two kids and then my buddy – they were like the three best men at at the wedding we didn't really have we didn't really have that the the party like that but they they were there with me so the four of us are gonna go we're gonna go hang out at the ballpark probably get some food beforehand and just chill out we all got our our jerseys our our black jerseys uh and then uh for whatever reason my youngest has to be different he's like ah can you get me like this different one and so he's got like a lincecum 2010 world series jersey instead so so,
1: yeah so he'll be a little bit different i want to see pictures of the backs yeah I get everybody lined up pictures of the backs you gotta throw that up on our instagram so people can see you there on thursday i'm getting my uh my first 4k tv Oh,
2: I finally jumped wow. into the 4k world. Yes. I, That's I going to be exciting.
1: Tried to match one up that was perfect for the PlayStation five. So it's coming, but then I found out not, not that it matters a whole lot. I don't watch a lot of TV other than baseball, but DirecTV just doesn't have a lot of 4k channels. They have like three or four. And one of them is they show a lot of Dodger games in 4k. <laughs> so I won't be watching a lot of baseball in 4k <laughs> just so you know, but.
2: No, TV. The TVs are great. I I was I was uh, every once in a while, we'll be watching something and I'll turn to my wife and I'll go, man, I love this television. (laughs) Like, why would we ever leave the house?
1: anything i, I know, i've been telling denise about it i'm like oh the 4k tv and the, and both the girls we were watching loki last night so we're still working on loki on uh, disney plus and i go oh when we get it this will be in 4k but well I mean, maybe we'll save the last episode for this yeah and they're like are you gonna stop talking about this tv i said yeah when i get it and i get it all set up <laughs> but then i'm gonna tell you more about it once i get it set up and i figure out how it works so <laughs> driving crazy already <laughs> this is just that this is
2: just stuff that keeps us interested though it is yeah what, what else are we gonna do <laughs> um all right so um let's uh let's actually talk a little bit more about this series so we'll go over the games we'll just do yep. it quickly you know everyone this was a giant series everyone was was watching this one paying Huge. attention yeah. Um, so Friday night was a little bit unfortunate. Look, you can't win them all. Right. But uh you know, we talked about the starting pitching. Uh we, we and we kind of went over uh the you know the the their top 3 pitchers and it's like man, like it, it's like they have ace ace and ace all in the same yeah. pitching staff. And so the Giants got to face uh one of those guys um they got to face, uh, who who started the first game? Corbin
1: Burns. Corbin Burns, and he was, uh, I think, his ERA after the game. So I've, I pulled the ERAs, but this is after the games. He has a 2.39 ERA right now. I mean, yes. 2.39, and then Woodruff 2.23, and then Anderson 3.54. And Adrian Hauser, I think, is on the uh, injured list, and he's another one that could... Possibly be on an, uh, an ace on some of the lesser teams. I mean, that's how good this pitching staff is. It's really nasty.
2: So they didn't win the game. They, they, it goes one to one. They go into extras and they and they lose in the uh, in the bottom of the tenth. Garcia, you know, he wasn't too sharp there and, and gave it up. He didn't, he really he didn't even get an out actually. <laughs> right. um, but the thing that you you kind of come out of that game with, you're like, wait a second here, Logan Webb matches Burns pretty much through six, gives up one less hit, and actually has four more strikeouts. He's he's picking up some steam here, and you kind of wonder, because we were talking about Gossman, we were talking about De you know, haven't really been there in the postseason before. Logan Webb is actually picking up some slack here, and I do wonder his... Not to say that he's not thrown a lot of innings because he has. A a lot meaning for somebody who's who's a young player. 79 innings. And I feel like the fact that he hasn't thrown a ton, he's kind of like coming on strong at the perfect time for this team. Last seven games for Logan Webb. Seven starts, 2.06 ERA. 35 innings, 35 strikeouts, 0.86 whip in his last seven. So talk about somebody who's like picking it up. Maybe when some of these other guys are kind of struggling through some stuff, what, what if, you know, what a great um, season so far for him. And if these trends, you know, is he getting better as he's pitching more innings, you know, hopefully we see a few more starts like this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and when you go back and look at his numbers, so 2019 he threw 39 and two thirds innings with the big club. Uh, then 2020 he had 54 innings. He's at 79 now. Uh, don't have his minor league numbers up, but let me double check and because because yeah, he's getting into that danger zone of innings right now. Um, so 2021. Because he did throw some innings in Sacramento as well, uh, just two. So you're looking at probably around, he's getting close to his uh, career high. Um, although in 2018, he threw 104 innings. I think that's his high so far. So he's only he, about, he should probably, he, he'll pass that as long as he yeah. stays healthy. He'll pass that this year. Yeah. So that's, that's the question too. Um, and, and we talked about that last week, we've got a lot of guys that are coming up on, uh, on, uh, career highs for innings pitch. So we're about to get into like, you know, unknown territory when you get past probably the next couple of weeks here. Um, as we hit, uh, like the end of August, beginning of September, that's why I, I, that's why I wonder if gel might be called up, um, but 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 again, the giant sign. Tyler Chatwood. Um, if Aaron Sanchez uh, gets through waivers, he's there. Uh, Scott Kazmir coming off of uh, silver medal. Congratulations, silver medal uh, for the United States against Japan. I watched that game on Saturday morning. I recorded it, and it was it was rough. It was like um, the Giants' offense of the early 2010s, where they just were dominated by pitching. <laughs> but they held uh, Japan uh, to two runs, and they and they ended up losing two nothing. But it was still a a really hard fought game good defense all around um but scott casimir is going to come back uh so so those are the guys i I think you might you might see like a six-man rotation and that sixth day might be kind of a bullpen game a couple guys thrown in there but you may see some other guys on the you know hate to say the phantom il because i know disclafani he needs a break i mean his shoulder is is it's not tight it's not anything else but just tired. So he needs a break, so he's on the IL. Um but hopefully he comes back and 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 has a second win and goes strong. So yeah, it's a it's a little frightening I think going into this unknown territory uh but being 30 games over 500 and having a, you know, four game lead over the Dodgers right now. Um that's exactly where you want to be at this time of the season. Um how many games over the Padres? 7 8 I think seven or eight. I'm not quite sure. But but to, be, to have those leads on those teams right there um, and kind of be almost locked into at least a wild card spot. Um, seven
2: and a half up on the Padres.
1: Seven and a half. So you can't cruise. That's the thing is you just can't cruise because the Dodgers are waiting right behind you for you to stumble. Although it seems like the last week or two, anytime we lose, the Dodgers lose. Anytime yep. we win, the Dodgers win. We're just you know, kind of both keeping pace with each other. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The innings are going to be just the, the huge thing going down uh, the rest of the season here. And Logan Webb, I mean, I God, if he, if he continues on this pace um, and gets stronger and stronger, um, you know, I think guys' bats are getting tired too. Um, so that changeup is just nasty. It just bottoms out. Love it. All right, so then on Saturday...
2: The Brewers were winning uh, two to one heading into the ninth inning. Woodruff mm-hmm. was as good as he didn't, I, I, The Giants did get six hits off him, so it wasn't like he was dominating, dominating. But he did throw. He did have eight strikeouts. He only gave up one run, which was a home run to Brandon Belt. And then uh, we go to the top of the ninth inning, and the Giants, uh, the Giants tie the game. In the top of the ninth, thanks to a uh, error <laughs> by the right? right fielder. I guess I, I wasn't sure what they were going to score it as because I think they originally scored as an error. Yeah, then they change it to a hit, and then they maybe change it back to an error. But basically, yeah. two outs, Chris Bryant's on base, Tommy La Stella skies one, and and off the bat, it just looks like a can of corn. And then you watch the right fielder. He's going back, and he's going back, and then he feels for the fence, and I don't know if it was him trying to find the fence or whatever. But then he loses the ball a little bit, and it it like goes to the right of him, and it bounces, and Listella goes all the way to third, and they so they score the run there to tie the game. So kind of a fluky run, though. You know, Listella did put a did put a drive into into the ball. So bottom of the ninth, Milwaukee doesn't score. 2 to 2 going into extra innings. The Giants outscore the Brewers 9 or uh 7 to 4 in extra innings. In two <laughs> innings, neither team, you know, can, can really put anything together and all of a sudden they're just
1: scoring crazy. It's like a whole separate game. It was yeah. like you had the, you had your 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 first game of the doubleheader and then your second game of the doubleheader. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Giants score 3 in the 10th. And my kid, my oldest, goes, ah, oh, that's a wrap. We got this. And we <laughs> kind of so look. Too. Yeah. And we kind of look at him, <laughs> and we're like, "Did you just jinx us?" <laughs> and then, um, I think it was Garcia again. Was it Garcia again? Who who started to give it up? He gave up like two home runs in the tenth yeah. inning, and they tied the game.
1: He gave up a two-run shot with the, you know, whatever ghost runner at second. Um, and then gave up a solo shot and all of a sudden we're tied and I'm like, "What? what's going on here? <laughs> and, and we're watching again, I think we're watching Loki, but or <laughs> as we're watching, I no, we were watching like some game shows or something, but as we're watching it, I had my phone off on the corner of the couch there with the game going and I'm watching this. and I'm going, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah all right. It's uh five, two. I think we're good. I think we're good. And then the two run shot, and I go, "Oh, this is not <laughs> this is not." Because as soon as we're as soon as we're up five four at that point with no outs, I go, "I don't see this going well the rest of the way." But luckily, you know, they just gave up the one more run that inning.
2: So then uh, the eleventh, uh, Lamont Wade gets a base hit, and then Brandon Belt goes deep again, and this second home run um, is. All of a sudden, so he hits the second home run, and this is what I what I I, I tweeted hashtag belted with this photo <laughs> for the, for the video folks for the for the um, the the podcast listeners. You may have seen me tweet this often, which is Brandon Belt uh, as Michael Jackson on the cover of Thriller. <laughs> And all of a sudden, like there's like so many people are retweeting it, and like as if
1: I'm like, come on, guys! I've been posting this thing for a few years now. You're finally picking it picking it up. Well, everyone was watching this game, the series. <laughs> That's the thing is, you know, people weren't watching the Arizona series; they're watching the Milwaukee series. Yeah. So he Homer.
2: So now they've uh, they've picked up three runs. Uh, then Chris Bryant's getting in on the action. Gosh, what a, what a perfect pickup for them! He fits this team like a glove. And so they score four runs in this inning to take a nine-to-five lead. And, you know, the kid's like, oh, should I say it again? That's a wrap. (laughs) And we're like, dude. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in the bottom of the inning, um, the Brewers do score one, but that is it, and uh, they they wrap it up. So then coming into Sunday, you know, I sort of think, I kind of think like, okay, you know, I'm happy that they got the one. I want them obviously to win this next game, but Milwaukee's at home. They're probably frustrated from last night. If we get this game, you know, what, what a great win this would be. And they're sort of playing similarly, like, you know, the Milton, they're, they're not really doing anything against the starting pitching. And then it is, uh, it is four, uh, what? Three to one giant score one. Then Milwaukee scores one. So it's four to two. And then in the seventh inning, the Giants score two runs to tie the game. And then they score one in the eighth to take the lead. And then it becomes a bullpen game again. And you tweeted this out because you made the bullpen part of our player of the week just as a bullpen as a whole. Okay. Um, And and they shut it down. And they were able to do it. They're overworked, probably underpaid. And yeah. they, they're just making it happen. The Giants <laughs> win. Uh, another belt home run. So the, what was that? F- like four homers since he's come off the DL or the IL. Yeah. Four
1: uh, homers and seven ribs since he's come back.
2: And so just, you know, they come back and they win this game too. And it's just one of those where you're like, man, this is going to be such a great win on a game that they didn't re- they like they shouldn't have necessarily had the juice to come back and win this game because of how, you know, how the last week has been but they did and Latell comes in and throws the two innings and, and they only had the one run lead and i was like man are they going to put mac cheese out there again nope trusted latell <laughs> latell goes gets the two innings and doesn't even give up a hit has one walk yeah. and he finishes the ball game just like man that that you know whatever they're doing they're punching the numbers and they're doing the analytics and kapler is you know making these decisions and they're just working because Cueto wasn't great, like he wasn't bad, but he was serviceable. But against a team like the Brewers, like, you know, and when and, and we're barely getting one run off of their starting pitcher, right. you're just like, ah, you know, this may not be the game. And then they pull it out. Just crazy the how how this team continues to win games where I'm like, all right, it's the seventh inning. If they lose this, no biggie, and then they win <laughs> that game too.
1: Yeah. Lately our our pattern has been um, you know, hang around, don't be leading going to the seventh, eighth or ninth inning and then take the lead and then win it or wait until the ninth inning, wake up, tie it up, and then win it in extras. I mean, that's, again, we talked about last week, not the best formula for the rest of the season, but it's working right now. So um, the the magic, and again, if you're ever going to have a successful season, rarely, absolutely rarely will it ever be because you are a dominating team in every facet of the game of baseball, 162 games. You've got to be lucky for stretches. You've got to be healthy for stretches, which the giants have not been so far, but with that deep, deep roster that, that Zadie has, uh, and Scott Harris have come up with, um, that's what's keeping the Giants magic alive is that there's somebody different every game some way of winning different every game I mean they got what did they get they got a an error and a walk yesterday for for a free rally with nobody out and that's how they scored one or two of their runs um, against a very good Milwaukee pitching staff so uh, that's the thing is take take your opportunities. Um, If you're given an opportunity like that, you really have to um, capitalize on it. And if you don't, that's how you end up with a... Forty-one and seventy-one record versus a seventy-one and forty-one record. And that's what the Giants are doing. They're just capitalizing every chance that they get. One guy I never want to see again. I hope we don't have to see him the rest of the season or in the playoffs is Rowdy telez That guy <laughs> that that guy is a bruiser. He's a big <laughs> dude. I don't know how he's getting the hits he's getting. Um, but he's uh he's doing it.
2: The so we should say that the Brewers have been a little beat up from mm, covid mm. you know and that's just part of the the new normal in in sports today is you know just uh, more reasons to to get vaccinated i don't know what the percentage of of the brewers team is vaccinated but just more reason to get vaccinated you guys want to win some baseball games get vaccinated yeah um okay so let's uh let's quickly go through our player of the week yeah um I mentioned that the bullpen was one of the selections. Brandon Belton's four home runs was uh, another selection. Dickerson hit a grand slam. Uh, so go ahead and uh,
1: name our player of the week. All right. Last place out of the three that I put up there Alex Dickerson didn't get one single vote, unfortunately. Ah. Um, finally got off the schneid, finally got some big hits, finally got the power going again. Uh, had a pretty good week, 238 average, not fantastic, but his Woba was 381. Uh, anytime you're up in that 380 to 400 range, it's really good. You go way above that and you're awesome. Um, he had two home runs, seven RBIs had that grand slam, so he came in last. Uh, the bullpen, uh, 17.6 percent of the vote. They had a week, they got gassed this week in seven games. They threw 33 and a third innings. Um, with a 1.62 ERA, a 4 and one record. Um, So, you know, they were in there when the games were tied, when the games were closed, when the Giants took the lead, when they were down a run. Um, So they had a 4 and one record this week in seven games, which is pretty amazing, and uh, two saves, and, again, just gassed bullpen. Uh, But they came in second with 17% of the vote. Everybody loves the Brandon Belt. 82% of the vote uh, came off the DL. 3.85 3.85 average, 6.89 Woba, 4 home runs, 7 RBI, 4.67 on-base percentage uh, because he loves to work the count. We know that. But uh, there he is, Brandon Belt, our player of the week, 82% of the vote. For the video, folks, I'll just do this one more time. Oh, there he Look at that picture. <laughs> That's, uh, he didn't have any hair on his chest. Though. Is that Michael? That's Michael's chest. That's yeah, it's Michael's Michael. chest. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. for sure. Yeah, that explains it all right
2: so um <laughs> uh, you know we're just we're, we're, we're just about done here but what i wanted to do mm-hmm. is you as you just finished your your drink oh there, yeah 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 uh you oh, know, i'm you, gonna have
1: to i have to pour another one don't
2: i well you had tweeted <laughs> out or uh no you'd posted on instagram your your daughters are back in school and yes like you know high school and and everything mm-hmm. so we we had both sort of mentioned like you know this is a moment because you said oh i need a drink and i'm like well
1: Guess what? We're recording a
2: podcast today, so <laughs> mention what you're drinking. I'll mention what I'm drinking really quickly, and then we'll kind of close this thing out.
1: Yeah, and that was at 8 a.m. when I posted that, <laughs> just so everybody knows. I didn't have a drink at 8 a.m. I waited until we did the podcast at 5 o'clock, but I went with the uh, the Sazerac rye tonight, the uh, drink of Brockmeyer. Uh, I just finished it, took my last sip, but I think we're watching another episode. My wife and I have Mad Men tonight, so obviously I'm, I'm probably going to have another rye because that's the way it goes. But uh, I like this one. It's got that nice rye bite to it. Uh, makes me feel happy, relaxes me, and I enjoy it.
2: So I also had a bourbony drink. drink. Um, I uh, I had asked my wife yesterday because she was going to Target. I'm like, uh, oh, Target has alcohol uh can you grab a bourbon and so she grabbed the four roses mm. and yeah. i mentioned and the reason why I'm, i used my hawaii background two weeks in a row is because of this drink so i mentioned that i was i was trying to find the trying to try every bourbony cocktail that they had and every bourbony cocktail had some sort of citrus whether it was orange or or whatever And I was like, wow, you know, that's really good. I would like to sort of replicate that, but without the bitters or the sugar Mm. um, and just see, you know, can I can I do something really simple? And there are people who will throw some bourbon in their glass, put a little bit of water and put lemon juice. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what I do with tequila to make it citrusy Mm. and, and kind of like a fake margarita. And I tried it with the bourbon and it was delicious. Really? It actually makes the bourbon almost too smooth, though.
1: Yeah. You know, that could you be wanna, a problem.
2: You want to drink bourbon and you want to, you want to, there's that little bite there that tells you, like, you know, just be careful here. You know, <laughs> you don't want to drink it too fast. <laughs> right. It's like slow a slow down. It's like a slow down, in, pal. Right. It's a, it's a built in, <laughs> you know, danger sign. And, and that's what I, that's really what I, like about bourbon is i like yeah. that hit because I'm like okay i have to you kind of have to sip it you know you may you can water it down a little bit drink a little bit faster but the the uh the lemon does really um it kind of takes the bite away from it a little bit but it it is it is good like those flavors mix together very well so if you're looking for something a little different i don't you know i put like a squirt or a squirt and a half in there with the water and the ice and the bourbon and it's really good Nice.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I uh, which four roses? Is it the small batch or? I don't think the, I don't think we got this kind of the batch. rounded bottle. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Okay, because a rounded bottle is a small batch. The one that goes like this, like the hard angle mm. one, is the other one. I've had the small batch and I really like it. If you're a fan of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. um, that is in the background a lot. Four Roses has been around for a long time. It's very good, very very good bourbon, um, and especially at the price point too. Love it. It's one of my favorites. But it looks like, um,
2: I think she did this. This, this one might be the small batch then.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that one's. I, I love that one. Yeah, it's kind of got the etched rose or that kind of like molded rose on the mm-hmm. front of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's cool. All
2: right, so this upcoming week, Giants are off today. They are uh, gladly off today.
1: We need a break. We needed a break. The bullpen needed a break. Our nerves were shot. We needed to kind of just do something different tonight, I think, which is good.
2: They had played 13 games in a row. Jeez. And so they play the D-backs who come into town Tuesday and Wednesday and then they got a four game set against the Rockies through Sunday so when we come back uh, next Monday the Giants will be home against the Mets and I think this is the first time the Mets will have come to town so it will be interesting to see the Mets who uh, they fell out
1: of first place Yeah, yeah, they had a (laughs) really rough week. They They fell so
2: far out of first place, they are now in third place. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Well, and the Phillies, they won like eight in a row, I think. I don't know what they're doing tonight, if they're even playing tonight, but the Phillies won eight in a row. Well, they play the Um, Dodgers tomorrow. mm, There we go. So play the Dodgers when they're hot. Do we even – okay, so we're playing the Diamondbacks and the Rockies for five this week, right? Yep. Do we even do predictions for this week? Because I'm afraid if I do a prediction and I get bold, that I'm completely going to jinx us. So, well, maybe we what,
2: just, so here's here's I what's going to happen, right? Yeah. If the Giants lose one game of the next six, mm-hmm. what's the, the, the Twitter narrative is going to be? oh, you know, it's it's the letdown game or, you know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. We've, done, we've done that before on this yeah. show. Like, oh, you just played the Dodgers and you're really tired and now you got to play a bad team. You kind of overlook them because the series is not as important and, and maybe you let them sneak one out.
1: Well, especially I, I, if it's the first game of the Arizona series. If it's I, tomorrow night and we lose that game, don't go to Twitter.
2: Yes, yeah. exactly. What I will give them, because the Dodgers right now are playing about 600 ball. We're playing about mm-hmm. 700 ball uh last 10 games. If the Giants go 4 and 2 against uh, the Rockies and and the Diamondbacks, I will be fine. Yeah. If they want to go 6 and 0, perfect. That's even more beautiful. <laughs> but 4 and 2, I'll be fine with that. Some some it- Giants fans won't be fine with that. Some Giants fans want them to blow the pants right. off in these next six games and just take advantage of playing these bad teams. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm completely 100% okay with them going six and two because they've yeah. squeaked out some ones recently that they probably should not have won that Arizona game that we talked about last week, this Milwaukee game on Saturday that they could have totally maybe even should have lost. And look, the Dodgers I would expect the Dodgers to take care of the Phillies. I think the I think the Phillies are a little bit of a paper tiger. Uh yeah. the Mets probably I, I think the Mets are actually a little bit better than the Phillies, but the Phillies are hot right now. The the Dodgers should play four and two against those
1: two teams as well. So if we go four and two, Dodgers go four and two, I'm completely fine. All right. So you say four and two, I say six and oh. There we that go. way, when we go five and one, everyone's happy. How there we that? go. Yeah, and, and I will be there
2: Thursday. So I'll take yes. some photos, I'll take some video. If their video is any good, we'll play it here on the show on Monday. They better win that game on Thursday <laughs> that I go to. Yes. Who's pitching on Thursday? That's what I want to know.
1: Thursday is web. I okay,
2: I'm completely fine with that. He's the hottest yeah, guy
1: right now. I believe. Let me double check. Uh, let me get back. I'm on Friday. Come on. Refresh for me. Because I know we've got um, Wood tomorrow night and then Gossman. Uh, no, Thursday is Webb. Yeah, Thursday is Webb. Yep. Okay. so That works for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday uh, to be determined. That guy's pretty good too. So <laughs> should be all right. <laughs> yeah. That could be a bullpen game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh yeah, so that is it from here. A little bit of a shorter show, but we did a pretty long one last last time. We we had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Uh so yes, yeah, so we'll be back Monday. Hopefully it'll be a good week. Things look like they're gonna be good. Uh, maybe they can pick up a little bit of a uh, little bit of steam on some of these other teams that are kind of chomping at their heels. But we will see you next week. For Brad, I am Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out